listen now for the Faith FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, but actually it's not with Lyle and Lawson. It's with Blake and Lawson because Lyle is in Africa, mm. Botswana. <laughs> How, where is he? Africa, Botswana. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope he is. I think he is. Mm. Shell, can we confirm? He's in Johannesburg. He's on his way there now. Joburg in SA, South Africa. Mm-hmm. That's a wild place. Been to Joburg a few times. Gotta say, get to Botswana quick. Mm. <laughs> I have wanted to go there, but I have been heavily advised not to. I was I was advised not to while I was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You were there. I now like, up and they're like, you don't want to do this. You should go home. <laughs> you should leave. Yeah. Blake, what are you grateful for this morning? Honestly, so much. It is, mm-hmm. it's Christmas Eve Eve, mm-hmm. the day before Christmas Eve. The day when I will finally go shopping for Christmas presents. I was just thinking that too. I was like, <laughs> yes, the, the, this is like the, the manliest time to go shopping. Mm-hmm. This is when you're going to see, I'm thankful for a bunch of dudes in the stores today. That's what I'm <laughs> thankful for because this is Getting when it, it happens. Yeah. We're out there. We're doing our, we're living our best life and we're hitting the, the aisles were hitting the shelves. This is the day um, uh-huh, that the, the, the Lord, Lord has, has made. made. Yeah, uh, but specifically for shopping before. Mm-hmm. So Christmas Eve Eve is like the big one for it, sure. It's absolutely. absolutely. So I'm thankful for that, mm-hmm. dude. I'm thankful. Last night I went over to my friend Joe's place, and his parents always make me like handmade, homemade noodles, mm. and they're so good. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I'm pretty tired mm. uh, from Noel, Sydney. But oh, I want, I want to you were in about Sydney it. last I night. I was. It's it was wild. It was so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. It was. There's about a gazillion people uh-huh. from my count, just yeah. short of a trillion. Uh, um okay. <laughs> just just short. That's how I do numbers. Uh-huh. Uh but there yeah. was a Brazilian people in there. That's crazy. <laughs> but hey, uh you are listening to Faith FM and we are going to have our first question for the quiz. How old was Jesus when he was presented in the temple? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And guys, these are your final, final opportunities to go into the draw for our Bible study companion set, Conflict of the Ages. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. We, we, we just we want to give you this set, and and the reason is because this is a grand opportunity over the holidays to study your Bible. And to get to know what it says, uh, to really dig deep into these stories and these commentaries starting all the way from before creation to all the way after the end of time. They're the perfect resource to be able to do so. So again, that question was, how old was Jesus when he was presented in the temple? 0491 064 669. Lawson, uh, thank you for all of your wisdom. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I haven't said anything wise. I'm just, you know, I know. Reading I just, quiz I just, every Lawson Walters, mm. oh, just, a, just, you know, just I, fun well, guy. this is the last show of the year. <laughs> just true. Blake, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to finish out this year of radio with you and I hope you feel the same. Yeah. It's been awesome. Maybe but you don't. I'm, maybe looking, you do. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to next year because I'm super looking forward to next I don't year. know. I don't know if we've announced this. Have we announced this? We should talk. Well, 
you know, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, um, till death do us part, Lawson, we are on radio together next year. Yeah. The whole year. I know. I know. Well, maybe not well, till death do us we, part. We know but, this. <laughs> we know this. But definitely for I, better for I worse. Hope, I hope I don't die in my pursuit of doing radio. Um, well, you are going to China. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we will that. lay down our lives for the sake of the gospel. <laughs> but- Blake, you will be doing radio. Yeah, so it's crazy. So, um, Big Papa Lyle, mm-hmm. uh, do we call him Grandpa Lyle? What's his granddad? What's his? I pop, guess well, he's pop a granddad Lyle? now. Pop Lyle, and he's rocking a big old white beard, dude. He, he looks like skinny no, Santa. He's gone now. Oh, it's Shaved. gone. Aerodynamic. Wow. You can't travel with that thing. It's out of control. <laughs> think about it. Got to think of wind resistance. Yeah, you can't travel with that thing. Like they'll stop you in yeah. the DSA. So. <laughs> Absolutely, actually, they do all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, so Lyle is uh, moving on to another position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to be in charge of evangelism for mm-hmm. New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are going to continue the show together. Mm-hmm. And I have agreed to do this all next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe longer as well, too. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they might also, I might do it for a month and they'll be like, you're terrible and they can get rid of me. Mm-hmm. But. Unless that happens, I'm here for all of 2023, and I, I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to it. And I'm super stoked as well about that, obviously, because you're my friend, Blake, and I like talking to you and I like spending time with you. But also, next year, <laughs> I'm I'm going in to study full time. I've been studying part time, uh, working at the uni, and then I've been doing this job. Next year, I'm going into f- studying full time, which is something that I'm a bit nervous about, mm. and. I was thinking, you know, we had got the news that Lyle was moving on to this different position. I'm like, oh, he's going to be replaced with someone. And and potentially that could, you know, maybe take Shell out of here, depending on where he was moving on. And I was like, man, if Lyle and Shell and producer Shell aren't here, like, oh, it's going to be terrible. I don't even, I don't want to be here. Like, even though I love being here, but I'm thinking, oh, I have to complete my studies and will this be too overwhelming? But ultimately, the way that it's worked out with you and with Shell and with myself, I'm, I'm like, this is the best. This is like the best possible outcome. It means that whilst I'm studying, I can do radio as well. And it's it's awesome because I love doing radio. Yeah, I and I honestly love doing radio as well too. I, I want to be very clear to mm-hmm. everyone listening. Me versus the morning is a battle I lose frequently. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a, it's a very difficult battle. Mm-hmm. However, nothing gets me up. Like Faith FM. Amen. I love this show. Yeah. I love I'm coming. You're here. Yeah. We're getting it done. It's really exciting. And it really just, it, it energizes me. It pumps mm. me up. And what really energizes me, to be honest, is when people text in with emojis. Mm-hmm. So I'm the emoji guy. <laughs> so 0491 mm-hmm. Send me some Christmas emojis uh, for the reason for the season. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can pull that off this morning. So if you're listening... Uh, and if you are, let us know what you think about next year as well, too. Like, I'm I'm really excited. I have uh, been doing this off and on now for the past maybe two and a half months, I would say. Maybe two, yeah, no, two and a half months, I'd say. And uh, I just have loved it and enjoyed spending time with our community on Faith FM. I want to build and grow this community even bigger. And I want to be very clear. I cannot replace Lyle's shoes. Like, he is uh, just an absolute... Uh, weapon for the gospel. You know, he is an uh, incredible person. Lyle's one of my best friends as well, too, mm-hmm. and, a, and a mentor that I look up to and a stabilizing presence in my life. My mm-hmm. life's a little bit all over the place at times, mm-hmm. and Lyle and Shell are 
genuinely people who Amazing, really yeah. just support me and and feed me mm. uh, spiritually and physically. And physically, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. Um, so got the hookup. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That's awesome. We're going to be doing a, a proper farewell for Lyle on our first show back in the new year. Ooh, he's exciting! Gonna, we're gonna be, we're gonna be he's, yeah, he's hanging off in out together. Right he'll actually still be doing radio on Thursdays. So, oh yeah, on, on uh, the, Thursday afternoon, he'll be on the Shell Show, uh, getting it done, and uh, yeah, hanging out there. So we'll still have a presence of Lyle on Faith FM. Obviously, he wants to have a presence on some Faith FM, but yeah. he'll be yeah full time in his role. And if I'm not mistaken, Shell, he's going to do question of the day, right? That's the plan, right? Because oh. so, he's really good at that. Like that's his little up. bread and butter for sure. Mm-hmm. Is the so there are going to be some changes next year for Faith FM. And honestly, you know what I want to do? What? I want to let our listeners. Hey, what do you want to hear on the show next year? Text mm-hmm. us 0491064669. What are some of the things that you want to hear on Faith FM? Like maybe a little segment, a little feature about something. What do you want us to talk about as well too? Like. This is your community. You have a voice as well, too. Even though you're listening to our voices, we want to hear your voice. Guide and direct us and help mm-hmm. us to know what you're actually wanting to listen to more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking we could even do a whole segment on uh, finding loss in a wife all next year. <laughs> the pursuit of marriage. That is so funny. Well, no. Uh, anyways... <laughs> let's uh let's have some good news i have a little bit of time to talk about something that kind of came to my attention last night i, okay. I, I watched a youtube video actually about this about a foundation called one love uh which exists to combat to support and to give information about uh domestic violence Whoa. essentially which is really awesome okay. the story of how one love came to be is actually quite a tragic one it's a story of yardley love who was a 22 year old college student in the united states she was just three weeks away from graduating from the university of virginia and unfortunately uh she had a run-in with her at the time boyfriend who ended up beating her to death which is oh, that's awful. incredibly, incredibly sad. That's awful. You know, it, it's just a pure domestic dispute. And what I was watching about it last night was some of the, um, some of the, it was a kind of true crime, like some of the, um, the interrogation video where, right, you know, right. he's being, and he, he actually didn't know at the time. Like he, he, he's just thought, oh yeah, I had this run in with my girlfriend, but it's all good. And he didn't know, like then they revealed to her, like once he basically incriminates himself for doing it, they're like, well, she actually died uh which is terrible and you know he's in jail now but they've started this foundation called one love which exists to again support victims um give information and resources and teach people about uh this you know terrible almost relationship epidemic that we're seeing and particularly at this time around christmas domestic violence always seems to skyrocket Mm. because of reasons of you know well, people are just around in general, and if you're in a really unsafe family environment, it can definitely increase. But then for reasons of, of money and certain kind of stresses, you know, people are working less and, and these problems can rise up. And so we really advise, if you know anyone in this position, if you are also in the, in this position uh, or you just want information in general to spread, head to www.joinonelove.org. I think that that is a fantastic use of your time over this Christmas to be able to know about this, uh, but also to potentially help others as well. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. With Blake and Larson. Why do I have a note on my table that says sheeple? <laughs> I don't know. Did you put that there? It's very possible. <laughs> Are you saying that about me? It's very possible. This is no, sitting on my I think desk we were talking about we were talking about the sheep and people, and I ah, put it in there because it was during an interview. Ah, okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Too you easy. just noticed that that was a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw it now, and I was like, "What is going on?" Sheeple, mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? Anyways, you're listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and we are going to have another question for the quiz: Who prophesied about Jesus when he was presented in? The temple. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, guys, these are your final opportunities to go into the draw for the Bible study companion set, Conflict of the Ages. If you want to use your holiday time, holiday time, I said holiday time, holiday holiday time. Well, if you want to get closer to God, these are the perfect resource and tool to be able to do so. But Again, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. And that question was, who prophesied about Jesus when he was presented in the temple? I actually like that, holotime. Holotime? Yeah, it's like it encompasses the weekend, the week, the month, the whole season. Holotime. Mm. Okay. Blake, we're getting some epic text messages through. Um, I want to I want to do our new segment, but in our next segment, we're going to... No, have, no. We, we have ample time. We have ample time to talk about true. some of these... Banger text messages. So, okay, give it to us. Let's let's do, let's do some 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 news. Well, it's not it's not as good news, I guess you could say. My news was kind of really heavy. But yeah, yours was heavy. This is big heavy news. Oh, okay. the big heavy, <laughs> big hey. heavy coming in. Uh-huh. Um, there is a group called the Family Research Council, right? Mm. And they released a new report titled "Hostility Against Churches Is on the Rise in the United States," and the report basically says that criminal acts of vandalism and destruction of church property are symptomatic of a collapse in societal reverence and respect for houses of worship and religion. Mm. In this case, churches and Christianity. Americans appear increasingly comfortable lashing out against church buildings, pointing to a larger societal problem of marginalizing core Christian beliefs, including those that touch on hot-button political issues related to human dignity and sexuality. Mm. And so these are some of the noted trends that are included, but not limited to, it says, a total of 420 acts of hostility against churches occurred between January 2018 and September 2022 across 45 U.S. states and Washington, D.C. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, It's actually, if I'm not mistaken, I have another note here. Uh, It is 174% increase over mm. the past four years uh these are these acts of these 400 documented acts of hostility are against 397 individual churches and there were 50 in 2018 but that quickly increased to 83 in 2019 96 in 2021 and 137 in 2022 there were only 54 in 2020 and but a lot of that was associated no one could with, leave their house yeah. yep so you want to stop crime against churches? Lock them down. Mm-hmm. They can't leave their house. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that poses a whole other problem. There yeah. were also so these are fifty at least fifty-seven pro-abortion acts of hostility against churches from January twenty twenty-two to September twenty twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty wild. 
the FCR, you know, family, what is it again? Family Research Council. Mm-hmm. They also documented 342 occurrences of vandalism, 58 arson attacks or attempts, 12 gun-related incidents, 11 bomb threats, and 19 other incidences of assault threats, interruption of worship services. 20 incidences, or 20 incidents, which are almost 5%, Fell into more than one category. Now, this is a cra- this one was really crazy for me. Uh, California had the most incidents with fifty one. Now, there's two things with that. California, number one, is probably the biggest state in America. Mm-hmm. But no, not probably. It is in terms mm-hmm. of population, no doubt. Uh, so that is one reason. But, but Texas had thirty three incidents. New York thirty one, and Florida twenty. Three. And really, those are the big states in America. Mm. You know, California, Texas, New York, Florida. That's the people groups, for mm. sure. Uh, big, big, big groups of people are in mm. there. But I do find it concerning, like very concerning that California had basically double what Texas had. Mm. Uh, and it is a pretty... California, I grew, I grew up in Northern California, which is about 15 hours north of of Disneyland because that mm-hmm. seems to be the reference that everyone knows. Oh, you've been to Disneyland? Like, well, I'm a, I, you, you live at Disneyland? Like, no, I don't live I've at Disneyland. I've never been to Disneyland. But I've been to California. For people who go to California, like, that's a reference that a lot of mm. people know. So I, I grew up very far north of that. And the Northern California area is a very different state. Mm. Like, I mean, Jefferson State, yeah, baby. Jefferson State. Yeah. Absolutely. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, but the problem, like, so the problem is, like, you have very conservative right-wing people in Northern California. Then you have very, like, left-sided politically mm. uh, through, like, Central and Southern California. Mm. And where those two meet, it can get pretty feisty. Mm. It can get pretty wild. Yeah. Well, it just seems like, ultimately, yeah, this politically political divide there, and as a result, the... The I guess the, the victim or the outcome of that is attacks on churches. You know, it, it's unfortunate too that politics plays such a huge role in the life of an American mm. because I don't care. We in, I, in Australia, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Dude, first in and Australia, foremost. it's crazy. Like we don't care at all. Like compared to, oh yeah, I'm a registered Democrat. Mm. Or a registered Republic. Like, what does that even mean to us? <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I'm. I don't think I'm registered for anything, actually. Yeah. You know, I, I have the dual You're citizenship. Yeah, yeah, I can go both. I, like, I have both passports. Did you vote in the election? No, because I was... You were sure? Because I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I do vote in the Australian election. Oh, <laughs> did, the, that fined. system is the worst. I have a personal pet peeve against mandatory voting. Because it just, it causes so much... It means that, like, basically the Australian system is completely dependent... Because everyone has to vote, but no, not everyone cares... The Australian elections are won and lost by 30-second ads on TV that right. are like... Same thing in America. That man. are like... Just so you know. But at least it, you have a choice to vote if you don't care. Or you have a choice not to vote. Over here, you have to vote. So even more so. But anyways, as you were saying. So then it goes on violent or destructive incidences that interfere with an individual's lawful free exercise of religion at their house of worship present a significant nationwide challenge and must be condemned. Okay. So Tony Perkins, he's guy, he's the guy of the FRC, uh, president and former chair of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. So he knows the stuff about religious freedom. He says this, as a former commissioner and chairman of the U.S. Commission of International Religious Freedom, the USCIRF, 
I've seen the warning signs of this gathering like clouds across the Atlantic. As the mainstream culture moves further and further away from a biblical worldview, I've witnessed the hostility to moral truth creep closer to our shores. The West, once the safe haven of free speech and religion, is now turning cold to our religious foundations that have helped us thrive. While it is good to see the Biden administration acknowledge that these attacks are actually a problem, they must do more. The Biden Mm -hmm. Department of Justice has so far largely ignored these growing attacks on churches, and that has created an environment of lawlessness around the country. Christians must not live in fear. We must not be intimidated. We must continue to stand upon the truth of God and defending the freedom of all to live out their faith free from the fear that they will be subject to a violent attack. It's a powerful quote, and Mm. it's a... I love the the imagery of like for years, like clouds over the Atlantic. This storm has been brewing, mm. and I I have personally seen the degradation of morality in California. When I went over, I was in California and Oregon for the past couple months. Mm. It's a different place than when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, it wasn't anything perfect. Trust me, it was where I grew up was like the craziest place. Like mm. uh, you know, North Redding, California is like a lot of crime, a lot of I think it was the third most dangerous uh, city in America to live. Um, if I'm not mistaken, at one point it was for sure, mm. and it's it was crazy. Uh, but it's even worse. Mm. Like, but everywhere's worse now, and it's because I do believe what he says. We don't have a biblical worldview anymore. Mm. We don't have that same frame of reference now. Christmas is about Santa not about what it's supposed to be about, which is Jesus mm. coming to seek and to save that which was lost. Mm. And we need to go back to the understanding that Jesus came to save his people. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are on question number three. Only a few more to go for the rest of the year. Lots That's of- right. What did Simeon say when he saw Jesus, if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text, and you can call or text that number with the right answer, and you will go into the draw to win our amazing prize. Just eight forty five is when we're going to be drawing it, so just in a little over an hour. But you have just a few more opportunities, and this is one of them. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What did Simeon say when he saw? Jesus. And if you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw to win our Bible study companion set, Conflict of the Ages, the box set, which is beautiful. It's amazing. These are books that we have read. These are books that we love. And we advise you to try and win if you want to have an experience uh, just getting deep into God's Word. Absolutely. That's what it will provide you. So 0491-064-669. Now, Blake, I have... So many text messages. Oh, here. oh, oh, people, oh, oh. People, people okay. just sending him like crazy. Wildfire Firstly, this Patricia, and this is in all caps for some reason. You wait, all caps. So she's is she upset? And well, we're gonna see. Firstly, she says you together work well. You work together well. Great news! Oh, Hooray! That's, awesome. that's a good text. And she says, "I was hoping uh, you would come back, Blake, but also leave Lawson alone." <laughs> so she's she's asserting. Thank you, Patricia, for. 
for looking out for me. I agree with 75% of that. <laughs> Leave Lawson alone. Uh, Janelle writes in, she says, so sad to hear that Lyle won't be on The Breakfast Show next year, but wishing him God's many blessings as he takes on a new role. But great news that Blake, great news, Blake, that you'll be doing the show with Lawson next year. God bless you too. Oh, thank you so much. And we have certainly been blessed to be able to do this show. So It's yeah. good. Lawson and I, we hang out all after the show all the time. Lawson's yeah. constantly wanted me to do I mean, some sometimes then Blake's like, I have to work a job. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. A job? For some reason, Lawson doesn't understand that <laughs> people work as well. <laughs> what? I know. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Me too, but just right now. It's it's right. Christmas, bro. Come on. Take take your holidays. Uh <laughs> Raphael texts in, he says, Congratulations, Blake, you will have big shoes to fill. But then you're also a big boy. So, <laughs> That's true. Actually. I'm very happy for you. I am sure that you'll be used by God to bless the listeners in a big way. See you tomorrow at Hamilton Church. Oh. So Who's you're that? gonna be there. From Raphael. Raphael. He's, Raphael, he's going to be there. You're going to be there. Hello. You're going to be looking forward to hanging you, out, at, hanging out at Hamo. Yes, I if am. If you want to go see Blake, go to Hamilton Church tomorrow. Absolutely. For Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, I'm actually going to be preaching a sermon called the Long Shot, and I'm not going to tell anyone what that is about. Oh, but if you want to find deep. out what the Long Shot is. The um, long shot? Long shot. Oh, that's deep. All right, we're talking about like Tom Brady or something. It's like one nope, of those sports things. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, Suzanne texts in. She says, so sorry to hear Lyle is leaving the breakfast show, but it's awesome to hear Blake is coming on board. Yay. So, Thank you so much. We have another text message here talking about sheeple. Most people in the world are like <laughs> sheep led to the slaughter because they don't follow the great shepherd. Uh, you know what? I'm actually pumped that we mentioned that for like about five seconds and someone texted in on that because that means we got very attentive listeners. Yeah. So I'm proud. I'm really pumped about that. Actually. I think sheeples are pretty kind of a buzzword as well, though. A little bit. Bit of sure. A bit of a calling card for yeah. people who use to it. To be honest, I want to be a sheeple. And I know that sounds a little bit weird, but I want to follow the good shepherd everywhere. Yeah, amen. That's the kind of sheep I want to be. That's right. I think Sign like, me up. That that big kind of movement of it's interesting how woke has turned into a word that represents like political correctness because before woke was actually used against conspiracy theorists like conspiracy theorists were woke people because they woke up you know but that kind of crowd not the woke crowd that we see now but that crowd of like conspiracy theorists they're like you guys are all sheeple you know you're all following something you're not free blah blah blah. but then they're advocating for you know we should receive you know freedom to do whatever we want and blah blah and i obviously believe in liberty and freedom but the greatest thing we can do with our liberty and freedom is follow the one who gave it to us Jesus Christ. Okay, I want to just let's pause here real quick. I just want to talk about this. Like, one of the best ways to understand freedom, in my opinion, is blindfold someone in a room. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then say, figure out what you need to do, how you need to live your life, whatever you need to do. And the first thing they always do is they go to the exterior walls Mm -hmm. to feel how big the room is, Mm -hmm. to understand their surroundings. The reason they do that is to understand the boundaries with which they can function in, right? This is an analogy of why we need God in our Amen. lives. God wants us to give us freedom, 
within the safe parameters that he has provided through the Ten Commandments. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you want to live a free, good life? Follow these. These will keep you safe. That's right. If you go outside of this, you're going to have some serious repercussions. I was talking to someone recently, and their kind of view on sin was along this line of like, oh, so we made one tiny little mistake, and now we die as a result. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Sin, to sin, is to decide to live against the complete fabric of the universe and to cut yourself off from the sustainer of the universe. And they're like, oh, wait, so God is punished. He God gives us freedom of choice, but he's punishing us for exercising. I'm like, no, sin isn't exercising freedom of choice. Sin is actually making a choice to be a slave. Like Truly. you're actually, you're actually deciding I want to limit my freedom of choice by sinning. Well, yeah, it's like if you look, an example is uh, we're talking about fire before. Mm-hmm. If you put your hand in a fire, it will burn. It's the consequence of That's when right. you go against the guidelines, the law, the parameters of God, uh, God's path and mm-hmm. God's way. The consequence is it's not like God punishing you. It's like He's saying, "That's right. This is going to hurt you." We die from sin not because God is arbitrarily killing us, but you just cannot continue to exist with sin absolutely you can't live it's impossible it's really impossible and and yeah that's what we're seeing here you know uh we need to follow the shepherd for that reason another text message here it says increased hostility against christians in the usa especially in california pretty sad for the country who has been who was the beacon of religious liberty and the spreading of Christianity. I am sure the religious pendulum will soon change, unfortunately, for the worst for us. Well, I mean, that's prophetic. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bible literally says this is going to happen before mm-hmm. Jesus returns. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just seeing prophecy play out. Yeah. Well, the Bible ultimately says that religion will be used as a tool to enslave the world. You know, we talked about the drying up of the Euphrates as well, too, mm-hmm. Like the, which is the... The people who are funding the beast, mm. you know, the, the Antichrist, and then how they're going to turn on them when they realize, oh, this is actually the wrong way to go. Mm. This is not good. Uh, but, it'll, but it will be too late. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are definitely living in crazy times. Yeah, and we need to, at this time, as, you know, we come to Christmas and it's a time when we think about Jesus, we think about our Savior, we need to turn to God. Absolutely. We need to repent. But Speaking I, I want to ask a question. Okay. Specifically pro- to Producer Shell. Oh. Producer Shell, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, can I amend that question? What have you done for Christmas? What have you done? Like, what yeah. are some of your best memories of Christmas past? Oh, okay. Well, thank well, you, Shell. Uh, let's move. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. I'm just kidding. Well, this year, yeah, it's going to be a bit sadder without Lyle here because he's in Africa, but the kids are going to be over, so it'll oh, be nice. Awesome. So I'll get to have all the grandkids to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the so one who gets to sit nice. them on your knee, and you're the one who gets to rock their you know, cradle. That's awesome. Yep, so that'll be great. But yeah, Christmas past, we've always had like open house mm. um, since Lyle and I have been married, so... We invite everybody from church who don't necessarily have family clothes or things like that. And so mm-hmm. we've got like some regular people who usually come for Christmas every year. And we've 
just been building that up and depending on where we live uh you know that crowd changes a little bit but when i was a kid christmas was a whole lot different because it was in america mm-hmm. you know america. And we had a very white christmas in wisconsin <laughs> and um <laughs> but we had a very um like special club that we would the kids club that, okay. So every year we would go to nursing homes and oh. shut-ins and people like that, you know, and do caroling. And that was always something I looked forward to that every year. That is cool. Year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, caroling. Yeah. That's such so an American us, thing. I've forgotten all about that. But I used hey, to do that as well, we too. do it in Australia sometimes. Kevin kind of killed it. But, uh, yeah. but COVID, still it goes bring, down. Let's bring it back. Let's bring back caroling. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. I loved caroling. It's a really fun thing to do, and it's it's probably more fun when there's like snow falling and you're freezing and you're and you're singing. Because I I don't know if you're talking about, but I've gone door to door caroling in the mm. snow. That's pretty fun as we well. We never too. did door to door as kids. It was a oh, bit okay. too too cold in Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin's like negative forty degrees <laughs> <laughs> in Fahrenheit and Celsius. Wow. Yeah, we would do like hay rides and stuff like that still sometimes, but you would have to you know everybody would have blankets over them. All right. You know, you'd be right. really in your snow mobile suits and mm. everything, you know, just can't put your arms down kind of situation. Ralphie! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But um, the caroling thing was really good because it just really taught me a lot as a kid of how important that sort of thing is. And right. sometimes you'd be like, oh, we're going to a nursing home. All the old people are going to want to talk to us and pinch our cheeks and do all of that, you know. But it would be really special. And it's sort of like adopt a couple of the old people from the nursing homes as your grandparents. And then, yeah, we would go and visit them a few times through the year as well. But the caroling thing was the part that really stands out. You That's know, cool. Our club that we would always do. Yeah. Mm, that's very, very cool. Lawson, what about you? Do you have any uh, – thanks for sharing, Shell. What do you have, some past Christmas memories that you Christmas, are dear to your heart? Christmas is an interesting thing. I, obviously, I grew up in Australia, so right. Christmas is always in summer – and you know there would be water slides and like like I I we I lived on the water so I lived on the lake and we had this the, my house is at the top of a hill that then went down that hill went down from my house to the lake so we'd set up a big tarp put soap all over it and you know slide down the tarp and and it was always like the presents that you get at Christmas is like thongs and swimmers and all that stuff because it's 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 summertime you know it's it's like when you get all that stuff that just does not compute in my mind for some reason mm. like i definitely am like christmas winter but mm. I, i'm hearing you out and in australia you're right it is definitely uh it's like yeah. middle of summer surf, summer cute, beach. Uh, summer barbecue beach all that stuff but i think as well like christmas personally it's it's gone through an interesting kind of shift in my life because I've become Christian, but also during that time, like uh, I would say previous to maybe 2013, like Christmas, you know, doing Christmas together. And then uh, around the time my parents got divorced, then Christmas became a really kind awkward. of awkward, interesting time, yeah. which was pretty heavy. And then I became a Christian and Christmas took on this whole new meaning. And then I would, you know, I would go over to like Lyle and Shells and, and I would spend Christmas with my family and then go over to someone else's house for Christmas where I could kind of celebrate that extra 
well, the, the 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 reason for the season, I could celebrate, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, which I didn't necessarily get to do with my family. But then recently, I think also Christmas represents the healing that God has done in my family. You know, I've, I've prayed for my family so much and, and it's, you know, my parents are divorced and my dad's married a new woman and, and all those things. But we actually have the ability now to have Christmas together, and everyone, a- everyone, and praise the Lord, and the awkwardness and the heaviness and the fights and the stress that was there, particularly through those years post divorce. Like it, it was, it was literally the day that I look forward to the least in the year. I would complain about Christmas. I'd be like, I hate this. I, I don't want to do Christmas. I don't want to spend time here because it was just so much stress and wow. so much struggle. Now it's become something that I look forward to because it's one of the best times that I get to spend with my family every year. Amen. So, so God, God you know has really is? done a work I was going to say, you know what that is? That's the transformational power of Jesus. Yeah. And my family, you know, the majority of them aren't Christian or anything like that, but I've, I've been praying for them and I can see that, that God has worked, you know, to amend those bridges. Because for, for some people, those last for a lifetime and maybe for our listeners, they have had that struggle, but I, I've really seen through the power of God, you know, my family come back together and that litmus test has been Christmas. Wow. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing Shell and Lawson. Thanks this for being a-, a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.